Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Thank you so much for joining me today. For everybody tuning in, this is Allie Christensen. She is the owner of Align Fitness by Allie. We've collaborated many times in the past. And honestly, Allie is such an incredible resource for dancers specifically. She gives such wonderful tutorials and has a lot of resources online. So I just wanted to pick your brain today about uh, mainly cross-training and how it can be so helpful for injury prevention. But at the same time, I think if a lot of dancers are not doing it in the right way, it could also be pretty harmful. So with that being said, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, background in dance, and how it really led you to where you are today? Yeah, well, I was a dancer, which I feel like is most of our stories as we are coming to this age. Um, But I trained uh, on the track to be professional dancer, classical ballet. I actually started at a really small studio. I was just telling a dancer that I was at a very small studio that was not going to... was not known for producing professional dancers, but how much I learned and how much camaraderie. And I think I became a good human and a good dancer human because of that studio. And then I was able to search out um, different training to take my training to a different level. But just side note, like I, I think that we look at studios sometimes and only look at them for one specific goal, but our training is more than just the technique. It actually is how you handle situations, um, how, how kind you are, how you handle rejection, all that stuff. So side note, it's fresh in my brain, I guess. But um, I went and danced with Lime's Ballet Ensemble in San Francisco for two years. I ended up in Israel, which was a fluke. I accidentally did an audition, literally accidentally. Uh, and they offered me a spot to go to Israel for a year. Um, and I was like, let's try it. So I went there and that's actually where I injured myself. I tore the labrum in my hip, um, which for dancers is actually a very common injury. And it's something that can be very minor and if ignored or a very severe tear, it can mean surgery slash other things. Um, but for me, I ignored the pain in my hip. I didn't realize that it was an injury, which sounds so stupid to me now, but I see it all the time. We think that our aches and pains are normal. We think that it's something to work through or that uh, it's just part of dance and suck it up and don't say something to the teacher. Um, But your pain is always going to be present in our body. It's information. And when we look at it that way, it's so helpful. So pain's not something to be afraid of, but it is something to listen to and to take action on. Uh, And that is what led me here today. So after ignoring my injury, I had a pretty severe tear 
and was told that I was going to have two or three hip surgeries and end with a hip replacement by the time I was 30. And I just was not okay with that answer. And uh, thankfully, I found the right avenues and people in education to assist to retrain my hip. Um, not all labral tears can be retrained, uh, but a lot can. And that's actually something I work a lot with with dancers is ones who come to me and say, a surgeon told me I need surgery. Can we see if this is possible to take care of the pain without surgery? And a lot of the times it is, especially if we take early intervention and have the right recipe of things. So now I own Align Fitness. Uh, I work with dancers exclusively. I'm in Costa Mesa, California. I also work virtually and have online programs for dancers for flexibility, turnout extensions, um, and a dancer strong program. So that's me in a very quick nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you bring up a really great point about pain. And I love how you said that dancers can look at pain as being somewhat feedback from their body. And we actually do this with nutrition too, you know, learning about how to utilize information, even if it's an experience like quote unquote overeating or just eating past like what would be, what we can consider to be a comfortable fullness. Right? right. And instead of looking at that experience and being like, Oh, why did I do that? Or ridiculing ourselves and applying a lot of judgment to it. It's actually much more helpful to look at it constructively and to say, well, what feedback are these feelings telling me? You know, maybe I didn't eat enough earlier in the day. Maybe I needed to make more satisfying meals and snacks. Maybe I need to break a lot of food rules that I have. So I think it's mm -hmm. so interesting and really aligns with what I do in regards to learning how to listen to your body. And pain is such a good point because as dancers, I remember honestly, um, a teacher telling me I had something with, so I have the uh, Egyptian feet where my second toe is longer than the first toe. Mm -hmm. And because of that in point shoes, my uh, knuckle on the second toe rubs to the point where it's like, you know, that's where, pretty much where I get all my blisters. And um, one, one time a blister basically rubbed down to the bone and it got super infected. And I was told to just put I'm not even going to say because I don't want to give dancers ideas. I was told to basically yeah. that was very um, not helpful in order yeah. to just like get on the stage. And thankfully, I didn't listen to that advice. I actually ended up going to a podiatrist and getting the real help that I needed. But I think it's just super important because we are taught to just push through pain. And pain is um, a very helpful guide of our body telling us that something is wrong yeah. and can be worked on. It's necessary. Um, you know, we actually are one of the approaches that I take to flexibility works more with the neurological system. Um, and when we, when I started to learn what the, the body is communicating and talking and where pain comes from, um, especially when it comes to say the hamstrings, it's like, Oh my gosh, like we, we treat things as if they're, you know, you're going to die from this or it's nothing at all. There's no in between and there's no looking at the pathway or the journey or, what it's teaching us about our movement habits um, or how we can actually assist ourselves to not have that issue in the future. I think that we really often as dancers and humans, this is just taught like the way I think, especially in America we are, um, but we, we cover up the symptoms. Um, maybe we rub on a ball or roll out all the time. And I have no problems with rolling out or, on a, or rolling out on a ball, but if that's what you're doing over and over and over, and it's never giving you, the long-term relief you need, there's probably another answer for that. And we are taught that there's just, just do the thing that makes you feel better in the moment or ignore it. And then that's it. So when we can look at where things are coming from and use that information that you're learning from how you feel, whether that's with your nutrition 
or the training or the way your body feels, then you're gonna be a much smarter dancer that has a longer lasting career. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a professional dancer. That means you're 50 and enjoying classes and taking five classes a week, if that's what you wanna do. So a career is not what I think we always make it to be. It's your ability to keep moving and doing the things you desire as you continue to age. Yeah, so true, sustainability of dancing. So it's so yeah. important. Allie, what are some of the most common injuries that you do see among dancers? You know, um, I, I, think, I think the most common injury that I see and I see in the dance world is probably around hip flexors and back. Um, and we all think, oh, I just have tight hip flexors. And I wouldn't consider that, I personally wouldn't consider that an injury per se. But again, that pain, that tightness, that's information. Your hip flexors are not supposed to feel tight in general. Uh, so if you're someone who always feels like you have tight hip flexors or they're clicking and popping or there's pain when you raise or lower your foot, that's information for us. Um, and the back is kind of the, the epicenter of a lot of injuries. Uh, I actually have a dancer uh, right now that I'm working with who has some ankle injuries or past ankle injuries. And we were not having success in taking care of her injuries by looking at her ankle. And I really quickly knew that we had to look up higher and we actually do core and back exercises and her ankle pain goes away. So that's not every ankle, uh, that's not gonna be every ankle person that I see, but the point is a lot of the things come from our back. And if we have the right approach and are looking at things um, as a whole picture, you're gonna see better success, I think. Um, but I see the hips, the back, and then our, our knees and ankles are, of course, always things because we're so hard on them. The way we land five times your body weight every single time you land. And if you're plieing hard, that's also a lot of weight on your ankles and knees. Um, but I'm a huge believer that you take care of the core and the hips and other things fall right into place. And we kind of just eliminate. So it's like, instead of looking at this mess of the body and trying to figure out why your ankles hurt, we take care of the core, we take care of the hips. And then all of a sudden there's a very clear pathway as to why your ankles are bothering you and we can just eliminate it. Yeah, that's super interesting. Really looking at it from being more of a core and even back as, as somewhat of an ignition to what could potentially be eventual injuries. I think that's, that's really helpful. And what do you feel would be the most important step for dancers to take in regards to injury prevention? So before getting to the point of perhaps an ankle injury, um, when it comes to cross training, can you tell us a little bit about what you would think the most helpful things are for dancers to consider? Yeah, well, rest is a big one. Um, the dance world does not believe in rest in general. Um, I... If I had my own studio, which I'm not going to, but if I did have my own studio that I was creating a curriculum for advanced level dancers, um, they would be training four days a week and in ballet, and they would be resting two days a week, and they'd be doing cross training of other types throughout those four or five days. So rest is very important. It is a huge um, part of the success story that you're going to see. Uh, we don't the dance world doesn't treat it that way, but it is. So if I could tell you anything, it's take rest. Know that there are seasons of things, just like you have nutcracker season and audition season and recital season. Um, there's seasons of times to work hard for a certain goal and there's seasons to look at your longevity and there's seasons to take rest. And if you can mentally do that, you can have a better balance of your nutrition, of your sleep, of your extracurriculars and of your dancing. 
Um, but I also, I also think that your core and your core and training, I don't know how else to say that the way you train your core and your cross training are super important. I think besides rest, the way you, you move your body outside of the studio is going to make a difference in the studio. So I always say that our dancer brain is very strong. So when someone comes to me with an injury, so already past that point, they, the last place they're going to see the change, the feel better is going to be in the studio because your dancer brain is going to do the thing over and over and over that actually created the injury. So if you're working with a professional or you're using knowledge from somebody to assist you before you have an injury, looking at, are my hips functioning well? Am I working in parallel and turnout in a proper way? Um, am I using different motions than I do in the dance studio? That's one of the biggest things about cross training is that we're not trying to be professional cross trainers. I think sometimes dancers have that, like, I have to be good at everything. I have to be the best. I'm going to be the best at ballet. I'm going to be the best at training. I'm going to be the best at weightlifting. I'm going to be the best at my nutrition. Um, and it's not true. You just have to do the right thing for you to be the best at the studio and for your body. So cross training is that same way. Um, but you got you to gotta do the work before the injuries happen so that you can get out of your injuries faster. Uh, we're all going to get injured. I always say I wish I could like wave my magic wand and never have a dancer get injured. That would be amazing, but that's not realistic. Every single dancer is going to have something that hurts at some point in their life. But your prehab, we'll say, if we're looking at like a surgical stand, we now have this word prehab we use. So the pre-performance -per -pre training before you have a surgery is phenomenal and going to make a huge difference for if you do get injured, your ability to come back from that injury is going to be much quicker and a higher success rate if you have already done that pre-training work. So important. Prevention in all aspects of a dancer's lifestyle. And also, this is where you are such an incredible resource for dancers because I think that it's just so important for dancers to turn to professionals who understand the dance world. And I think a lot of dancers agree with this and understand this, but sometimes don't realize how accessible in today's day and age it actually is to work with a professional like you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, and I was going to ask you later, but can you just tell us more about the Dancer Strong program and how you can work with dancers virtually? Yeah. So I, you know, I see people in person um, and I started seeing them virtually privately, but I know that that is not for everyone. It is not financially available to everyone. And it's always been my goal to be able to create something that is more accessible to the average and also uh, maybe down on the income scale right now. And what a better time than during COVID because I grew up I grew up in a family, I don't know how they made it possible for me to dance. I look at now what my parents honestly made and I'm like, how did they do that? Um, for me to get my gyrotonic education, I had an amazing trainer who let me clean her apartment and she wow. taught me privately. So I came from that, I can't afford to work with people background. So creating the Dancer Strong program has always been a big, uh, a big feat for me that I wanted to make sure was amazing. Um, I didn't, my little mini courses, I think they're phenomenal. I think it's good information, but when you get into the Dancer Strong program, what, what's different than maybe other courses and different than some of my other courses is that this is a year program of working with me. It's a year of training with me. And it's not just, here's an email that maybe you touch point 
every single day you're getting a training video that's different we're talking about the different ways to be thinking about say core work why would this injury happen uh, why would you be looking at your core work when we're talking about turnout or jumping so we're really tying together on top of having four to five workouts a week that are focused on strength building for dancers specifically. So this is my heart and soul, <laughs> if I'm really being honest, because I want dancers to be able to take care of themselves. So when you say, um, you know, it's available for dancers, you, it's not as hard to find a trainer or somebody who knows that is so true these days. Um, I know there's other people, but the cost of my program per month, I, it's, I mean, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I'm not just mm -hmm. saying that, but yeah, it's sure. amazing to be getting 20 workouts plus your information from me for the price that it is per month. And I, I always tell dancers, if we're talking about the importance of cross training, whether it's working with me or someone else, you cannot expect to go far in the dance world if you are just working in the studio. You have to work on your nutrition, you have to work on your mental state, and you have to work on your cross training. And that is not being provided in the dance studios. So you have to do it outside. I would not have been able to find gyrotonic. I would not have been able to get from my little studio to the bigger studio that I went to if I had not searched out professionals in the fields that I was looking for. And if I hadn't gotten creative, I mean, cleaning apartments and um, other odd jobs to be able to work with those people. So uh, that's one of my ways of finding a way to give back a little bit is making as best of education as I can for people at a lower cost to them. Yeah, honestly, it's incredible, really. And that's why I wanted to have you on here, have you as a resource for the dancers I work with um, and so forth. You know, like I said, dancers having accessibility, whether that is time, money, um, physical ability to get to resources is so important. And you are really paving the way to do that in the realm of cross-training. So thank you. Um, my, my final question for you actually is in regards to COVID, what would you say a lot of dancers are going back to the studio in September, hopefully um, after having not been in the studio for quite some time, obviously, what would you say is one thing or a couple things that they should really be on the lookout for in regards to injury prevention? Um, well, we've, we're going from working in a small space <laughs> to a normal space or a big space. Um, a lot of my dancers weren't dancing on spawn floors at home. They weren't able to jump uh, fully. So getting back into the studio and jumping is a big thing. When we look at though, at what like a plie is, it's the beginning of your jump. And I know we all know that, but when you really break it down, have you in the last year and a half been plieing like you're going to jump? And the answer is probably no for most of us. So I think that jumping aspect throws a big wrench in the dancers that I'm working with when they come back. Um, the, but honestly, the body image and that dang mirror <laughs> are probably the most detrimental thing that I'm seeing from my dancers. Um, I have had more than I can count on this hand of dancers who have gone to like a summer program this year for the first time after a year and a half of dancing at home in very strict quarantine, not being able to see other dancers. And they get on the call with me crying. They're like, I'm not as good. I can't believe I let my body get this out of shape. I got, you know, the teachers were just terrible to me or that's what their interpretation. And we just say, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's absolutely not true. Here are all the circumstances of the, of the year. And 
every single dancer is experiencing what you experienced. They are not going to vocalize it to you in the studio because we have dancer face and we are being brave and we're told not to show our pain, mental and physical, but every dancer is going through that of holy crap, what happened to my body in the last year and a half or however long you have been at home. So if you can take a deep breath, this is your learning moment. This is you worked on things during quarantine that you didn't work on before. I'm positive with that, with every dancer. There was something you focused on that you weren't really giving attention to before. So if you can see that side, realize you're coming in with a leg up on something else and you're gonna work and bring back the other things, you're probably gonna come back stronger because you have a renewed commitment to dance or a new love to it and you're committed after this last year and a half of being inside. So. I really think the mirror is our most dangerous enemy right now. <laughs> yes. That was such a good angle. I didn't even think of that, but it's so yeah. true. <laughs> yes. So of course there's uh, physical injuries that are, that I, that are seeing and happening and we'll come right back to core. If your core is strong and I'm not talking about your six pack muscles, uh, if your core is strong, then things are going to be easier. Even if you feel like your leg can't get higher or you feel a little tight, things are still going to feel in place and together. And that's one piece of feedback I've gotten from dancers who did the Dancer Strong program throughout this last year is that when they got back into the studio, they said, okay, my, I feel like I couldn't get my leg as high as I wanted it to, but everything else, my pirouettes, my balance, my jumps, all these things felt so much better than before. I was mm -hmm. like, well, that's a huge win because to have one area where you don't feel a hundred percent, but then all these other things, I'll take that win for sure. So, <laughs> um, you know, we got to look at the positives when you're getting back into the studio. Yes. Oh, Allie, thank you so much. You've given us such good insight. Quickly tell us where can dancers, where's the best place for them to find you? We, we know about the Dancer Strong program, incredible resource for dancers to sign up for. How can they learn more about it and where can they find you? Yeah. So I think the best place to find me is going to be on my website, which is alignfitnessbyallie.com. Um, I have places to find information on all of my online programs, um, the Dancer Strong program is not open enrollment all year. You do have to uh, catch it during enrollment, which will be in a couple months. So there's a spot for you to sign up and get notified when that enrollment happens. Um, if you want to reach out and talk to me about what would be the best avenue, I get dancers all the time that will tell me what their issues are and then uh, what they, how they want to handle it. Do we want to work privately? Is it better to do an online program? What's your budget? I'll help you figure out what will get you going in the best way possible for your circumstance. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and YouTube, Align Fitness by Ali. I have tons of videos, exercises, tips there. Uh, so definitely soak up all that free information as well. And lastly, I have a podcast. <laughs> Beyond oh, the yes. point. Love so the many. I, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> but again, uh, wanting to give information and things that I wish I had had. Um, and things that would have made my training better uh, if I had had this knowledge. So you can find uh, Rachel's been on twice and we, uh, we cover almost everyone <laughs> from there. So you can find that on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Beyond the Point. Um, so that's where I am every Wednesday. Allie, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I look forward to obviously being in touch soon and yeah. working together further. Thanks, Rachel. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>